It's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too. It's time for the press box. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? Soup. Oh, juice. I can read. PB and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Here's your host, Ward White and Cameron Stewart, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas here on this Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> They're all wacky with us. They no, kind of are. Y'all are wacky, not me. Oh, come sure. on. You're part of this group. I'm part of this group, but I ain't wacky. Embrace the oh, wacky. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> okay, I'll embrace it. Thank you. What a beautiful day, huh? It, what is, what it, is going on? Is, is this it April? <laughs> it's I nice. Don't even, I don't even know how to dress in the mornings. because do I, That sounds like a personal problem. I know, right? <laughs> So I wear a sweater, time. and then I'm in shorts in the afternoon. I'm going to have to, like, start packing an extra bag and change clothes during the day or something. It's unbelievable the weather, way the weather is right now. Yeah, I to echo Stephanie's point, I came out today with a long sleeve, sweatpants, and it's, like, just teetering on the edge where that's too much. Like, by the time I leave the studio, it's going to be too much. Yeah. It's going to be too, especially with the sun out. It's beautiful. Look, don't get me wrong. Took no, the dog I mean, out for you, you a can't walk. complain about the you, you can't complain about the sunshine. No, and then by seven eight o'clock but it miss, drops down again. <laughs> but but it doesn't really drop that far. No, I sat I on know. the patio last night, watched TV with Coco, and on the it patio. Was, yeah, it was it was nice and you know cozy. wasn't It certainly didn't feel like the last day of January. No, right? Yeah, I did my first uh, porch reading last night. There you go. It's still like sixty five degrees. Gorgeous. It's just I'm. Maybe it'll stay like this forever. I need winter. We had it. I, no, we didn't. We had four <laughs> days. That was enough. Now, what if the weather was like this in July? I would now, give up would all okay. the winter in the world. I would. That would be okay with that. Yeah, that would be fine. If it was San Diego. Yeah. I like it a little warmer. Not like 120 degrees out, but just a little warmer. No. 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 I live with this. Yeah. I. No. This is. Is this, it like supposed to get cold again? Sometimes that happens. According I to the checked. farmer's or, book, uh, it's supposed to. The, All next the week. Last oh, thing I've, the last bit. thing I've seen for 60s. the next couple of weeks, it's pretty much like this. Yeah, a lot of 60s. So, typical Texas weather, it'll hit us, wintry storm, into February, March. Or Easter. So, it's soon always as cold we get on close, Easter. As soon as we get close to district track meets. Yes, of course. Here comes the cold. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how it'll happen. Yeah. This weather, Coach though. Coaches will be sitting there going, hey, we've had great weather for all these track meets. Um, okay, here's one that counts. It's district and getting ready for regionals. <laughs> Let's make it 30 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't it remind you of baseball weather outside, like opening day kind of weather? Yeah. It's yeah, kind of. And you know what? what's frustrating about this? So back home in Massachusetts – we would get a few days like this in like March and like for baseball, we still couldn't practice outside. 
because it it's it's wreck the field time of year. Mm-hmm. Like if you wreck the grass, it's not growing back. Not coming back. Yeah. And so we'd have a couple of those each year. I played lacrosse, so it was the same thing. But in, in terms of the field conditions, that not is the same not sport. the same. Not, in terms of the field conditions, <laughs> it's gotcha. the same. The grass. Gotcha. And so we'd have a couple of days where we'd be like, finally outside, sixty-five degrees. Nope. Practicing inside with tennis balls and the <laughs> basketball gym and tennis balls. So I feel for days like this, you know, yeah. brings back memories. <laughs> I don't have to worry about ruining my lawn's just going to be ruined no matter what. So there you go. Anyway, right. <laughs> a lot so of weather talk. The yeah, the point here is enjoy the weather while you can. Exactly. Yes. Do it. Yeah. Get out. Get Take out. Enjoy the sunshine. Take, Take your radio with you. Yeah. Go, go on a little walk. Take your dog out to play. It's a good time. Listen to the press box. Yes. Still. Yeah. No excuse. There you go. Stay locked in. <laughs> Big 12 basketball last night. And number eight, Kansas, destroys Oklahoma State. Just as Oklahoma State got a little bit of a good feeling over the weekend. Here you go. Here's the Jayhawks. Yeah. Oh, by and the way. Second time in like in three weeks. Allen Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't work that out stinks, so well man. for them. Number 15, Texas Tech. We just talked about it yesterday, kind of making some noise in the Big 12. Looked like they were one of the teams that were going to be someone to deal with. Well, I think they are, but yeah. I think they still are, probably. But don't count out TCU as they've got two big back-to-back wins now. One on the road and one at home as they knock off Texas Tech. 85-78 to last night. A little bit surprised on that one. I, I was, too. Um, like... I was impressed with how TCU played on Saturday against Baylor. I mean, I was no, not one of those ones that counted them out. But again, we we talked about leading up to that game over the weekend. Like there were people saying TCU need a signature win or two to feel good about the tournament. Like feel nailed on into the tournament. They just got two. Just got two back to back. Two top fifteen wins. Easy, no, but they got them both, and one on the road. So that's that's pretty impressive. I still think Tech is in kind of that second tier, which is better than it was a couple weeks ago. I I think Houston's alone by themselves at the top right now. I do too. And I think that second tier is Kansas and Tech until Baylor proves they can be in that tier again, Mm -hmm. like real real competitors. But anyway, yeah, uh, this was a surprise win, but... I hate to say it every time. That's kind of this conference. <laughs> Rinse I and mean, repeat. I'm telling you, just week. You have to like these tiers that I'm talking about. They change every week. Every week they change. Good win for TCU, though. Absolutely. I I think it's a really good win for TCU. Oklahoma gets the win over Kansas State, seventy-three to fifty-three. And Ooh, Kansas State. That that's a big win going on the road, and Kansas State is. Can I say reeling just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who the heck is Kansas State right now? They came out of nowhere. And then back <laughs> down. They just yeah. cratered back down. They're 4-1. and one. They had a couple of good wins in the conference. And now they're getting beat by 20 at home to, again, a, a good Oklahoma team. But they weren't what's even the one thing in that you, game. What's the one thing you've got to do? You've got to defend your home floor, got especially to. in the Big 12. Got to. If you cannot win on your home floor, you're going to be in trouble. Especially when, comes, when you're a team like that. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And you and you should have a great, you have historically a great home court advantage. 
kind of in that middle cluster. You've got one of the top coaches in the league. All of those things point towards you've got to be a dominant home court team. Uh, you can't get pushed around at home. They just got pushed around at home. <laughs> that was that was ugly last night. I didn't I didn't watch much of that one. I was looking mostly at that that TCU Tech game. The other two were gross. It, I mean, again, you've got to, in this league, maybe more than any other league in the nation, you've got to defend your home floor, find a way to defend your home floor, whatever it takes, and then steal a couple on the road, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to have a chance at postseason if you can do that. But right now, I mean, is there a team in the Big 12 you can look at and say, well, that's a dominant team at home right now in the Big 12? Because we've seen every one of these teams drop one, probably they shouldn't, on their home court. And that just really can't happen. Or is that a sign of, <laughs> well, this, this league is just that daunting night in and night out? I, I think it's the league being that good. <laughs> I really do. The only one that I think has an impenetrable home court advantage is Kansas because of, look, it's a great environment, but we also know the other things that go along with a, a tight game down the stretch at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Um, and that I think that does, to your point earlier, prove the quality of the conference, that it's not just a, hey, chalk it up as a win because you're home and you've got a lot of fans there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it truly shows the, the quality of teams in this conference. Uh, Scott Drew says it all the time. He said it with with Matt Mosley, I believe, last week, and he was saying, you know, when I came into the league, Roy Williams, who was on his way out at Kansas, said more than any conference in the country, you have to defend your home court because it's tougher than any other conference to win on the road. And what what Scott had pointed out in that is that even some of the ones that weren't great environments when he started 20 years ago, they've all revamped. Baylor, TCU, uh, I know they weren't in the conference for most of it until this year, but Houston has a has a nice facility now. Like all all of these places that were duds before are elite environments now, mm-hmm. and so it it is the toughest. I think it's the toughest conference to to win on the road, and you'll you'll see a little bit of that tonight with the with the Baylor game at, at UCF. By no means is it a basketball school or anything, but. They have had more interest in basketball than than they've ever had, and they're bragging about how many more students are going to the games than they ever have. Um, they had a great environment against Kansas when they beat them earlier this month. So uh, it, it's it's truly not even not even the environments are gimmies, let alone the teams. You know, you used to come to the Farrell Center, and the environment might have been a gimme. Probably wasn't going to intimidate you that much, but the team you were playing was not a gimme. Now it's the double-edged sword. Of it's not going to be a fun environment, it's not going to be a fun game to play either, no matter where you go. It, it'll be interesting to see what Baylor can do at UCF tonight. I mean, it's a long road trip. You, you've got to regather yourself after, I don't want to say a devastating loss, but a disappointing loss. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think In that, the that, context was a, too. that was a disappointing loss for the Bears. Make no mistake about it. Uh, sitting there at the Foster Pavilion, seeing them go to three overtime, to see them up by ten a couple of times in that ball game, and just get away from what they what got them up from ten. I think you have to look at that as we kind of let that one get away. Yeah, and uh, there's a stat I wish I had it in front of me. I just read it the other day from the game notes that it's like the last seven or eight years 
They are 59-4 and four in the 63 games that they have had a 10-point lead at one point. And I was like, well, we just saw one Saturday. We just saw one. They, they blew a 10-point lead. I don't think it ever got to 10 against Texas, but that's a game they let slip out of their hands. So disappointing, absolutely, and potentially devastating when you count in that it's the third loss in a row. And after tonight, which is, again, no gimme, you've got just a rough schedule with Iowa State and Tech and Kansas and all these teams on the horizon. Um, this is not going to be easy tonight, man. UCF, quietly, top 10 defense in the country. Very quietly. Because they're third in the conference because the conference is so good. You sit at Iowa State are incredible defensively. They're right there. You know what I have to say? Yes. Don't be sloppy. Don't be sloppy. No, you're right. Don't that's, be sloppy. That's good advice for any part of life, really. Wow. <laughs> True, but I'm just saying yeah. don't be sloppy. That's that's something that's hurt them before. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really has. And I think hurt them at the end of that TCU game. I think they just got tired. I think they got gassed. More tired than TCU did, I guess. Maybe so. Run Cincinnati, West Virginia, also tonight at 6 o'clock. You can hear that Baylor-UCF game right here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you started planning your Super Bowl party yet? Am I having a party? Well, I don't know. You usually do. <laughs> I mean, any excuse that Steph can find for a party. <laughs> she likes to throw in. I have not started planning, okay. but I just want you all to know that I got a glimpse of the Budweiser commercial with the horsies. Horsies? Well, the Clydesdales. That would be mm-hmm. horses. Well, not I horsies. call them horsies. Okay. You, it's that, a little girl that, thing in me. That really doesn't surprise me, <laughs> to be honest. Anyways, so uh, you like the Clydesdales. I do. And I got a little glimpse of it, so right. y'all will really like it. Okay. They're very austere. Very Could you American. imagine riding one of those? I don't even know how I would get on top. I don't. don't I don't know that I've ever seen anybody ride a I have. Slide still. I don't know that I have either. I have. I've seen them pulling wagons. Pulling, and, yeah. But I have seen. And the seen, Budweiser cart and yeah. other things. But I've never seen anybody atop well, a saddle on a Clydesdale. I've seen someone on one riding, but they were bareback. And it was in the uh, Texas State Do Not Laugh Parade because I was in it. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I, d- I got the Humble wave brag. down. Oh, yeah. You know, nice. the smiles. I think you ought to go on Bagby before you come in here and just stand out there and wave. <laughs> yeah, do it. Is there a median out there? No, I'm, it's a turn lane. <laughs> Everybody will be fine. <laughs> I could stand out there with the sign, you know. Yeah, that'd be fun. Free smiles for five cents, something. I don't know, you know. <laughs> you know, staying out there like. It'll brighten everyone's day. It will. All right. But yeah, you'll like the commercial award. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Steph will be back with us in a little bit. Coming up next, R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys. It's time to talk Cowboys. And Jerry Jones says they're all in in 2024. (laughs) R.J. Ochoa's next. (laughs) Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. 
Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like Huevos Rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Very nice. 
Tom Petty. He did on a, a Super Bowl, right? He did a Super did. Bowl. Oh, you know, I actually remember which one he did. Tried to block it out at Super Bowl Forty Two, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Which uh, Patriots loss was that? <laughs> e- e- Eagles or Giants? I- I'm serious. The first Giants. Oh, okay. The February third, two thousand eight. You're wondering if you're keeping score at home. There you go. Yeah. Kind of a dud of a game, but it's pretty boring. Good, good, good one to block out. Which good is- halftime show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pretty good. I think right. Springsteen was the next year. That was a good run. They had they had some like that, us. yeah they had some they were pretty good <laughs> runs for a while and That's then they've kinda, had some duds. I was kind of thinking about that yesterday actually because like this run now of the last five or six years is supposed to be for my generation and maybe yeah. a little bit older. An Usher halftime show just does nothing for me at all. I don't nothing think it does for all. me either, and uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, I just it's just not. I like, I guess, get off my lawn, kid. I like the throwbacks. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, and we're just ones that everyone can kind of get into. Nothing you know against I mean? Usher. Great performer. He's got a lot of hits. Oh, he lot. does. He absolutely but does. Having him as the halftime entertainment for the Super Bowl is some old white guy saying, who's really, who's really hip and cool? <laughs> you know what I mean? Urge like this is, this is This is so, like, focus group. Who, we the, couldn't get 50 cents, right? so who <laughs> is know, next? Like, we need somebody that was really popular 15 years ago. Got to bring the ladies in to watch Usher, baby. Yeah, so I don't know. It, that's that's me kind of get off my lawn, too. This doesn't do much for me. No, it doesn't for who me. Who was last year? I don't even know. They had that, wasn't it a uh, a group effort last year? I think that was the well the year before they did like that whole big thing with all of those rappers and things from right when they were in L.A. which I liked but yeah I mean it was okay I mean it, I don't think it was that bad. was like the one that did hit me for my like generation I was like well this is fun you know I wasn't nostalgic and crying like some people were but I was right. like this is cool yeah I don't remember who was last year anyway yeah who was last year that's a good question. I don't, I don't. Rihanna. Remember. Rihanna, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was awful. Yeah, I don't remember it. Remember that was <laughs> the floating stages? It's when she announced she was pregnant. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which. Where we had some people at our Super Bowl party. floating stages were pretty cool, but. I thought the performance was terrible. We had some people at our party last year. We hosted. And I was like, oh my God, like she's, she's pregnant. And everyone was like, are you sure? I was like. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and they were like, well, maybe she just put on some weight. I was like, no, she's pretty pregnant. Like, but say she, didn't, she didn't have to make an announcement. She, <laughs> it was pretty obvious during the performance. Yeah, she but me great, like. But she was obviously pregnant. And I was being, I'm being facetious about this. I was a few beers deep. So I was like, what are you talking about? She's fat. She's a fat <laughs> load. Of course she's pregnant. Like, what? So oh, that was uh, as as unremarkable as the show was, that might have been one of the most memorable parts of the Super Bowl party last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was having to be like, no, no, she's not a fatty. She's just pregnant. Yeah, wasn't one, one of my, of my favorites. Moments. Wasn't one of my favorites, to say the least. I, I still want to see some of the some of the old bands put back together. Or, you know, I just, again, I, I, I think Prince was outstanding. Was Michael Jackson was outstanding. The Rolling Stones was good. The Who was good. Listen, I'll say this. 
If Prince makes an appearance at this year's halftime show, <laughs> that would be remarkable. <laughs> that would be memorable. I'll Might as well bring that. Elvis up too. Would, yeah, why not? If they had done, if if the Lions played the Chiefs, could they have just done like, um, like just called an audible and said, "Usher, thanks, but no thanks. We'll give you a nice check." And we do want Eminem and, Eminem Taylor, Swift. and Taylor Swift. And have a great? battle. That would have been awesome. That'd be fantastic. I, yeah. Even I would, if they like did a nice friendly thing together, that would still be funny. I, I think it'd be funny. The Kansas Jayhawks next football season. We talked about schedules coming out. But they'll spend the entire season playing on the road next year. I'd forgot to mention that yesterday because that is a tough part, like tough factor. It really is. Their new stadium is being developed and ready to open in 2025, they hope. But they're going to spend the entire next season officially on the road. But is it really on the road? I know it's not in your stadium, but it's, I mean, it's kind of close, right? Arrowhead, yeah. It's pretty close. It's, yeah. I think it's like 20 miles away. Like, it's really. Yeah, I don't think it's Which is not great for the college student, but. No, but I mean, it's accessible first off. Yeah, I mean, it's can... less than an hour drive from the campus in Lawrence is what it's saying. So you're right next to your alumni base. Absolutely. So I don't know that it's I don't know that it's all that bad a thing to play in Arrowhead um and have that your home stadium. Could look, Kansas hasn't really drawn well in their home stadium to begin with, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's been Last year, there was maybe a few more, but it's still, I don't remember a, a game that was just totally sold out for the Jayhawks. No, I mean, they had good excuse for a decade. They were the worst team. Well, they were terrible. Five. They were awful. They were terrible. Um, and the stadium is not that great a stadium. If you've ever been there, oh, no. it, it, it needs this renovation more than any other Big 12 school needs this renovation. I think the Jayhawks yeah. probably deserve it. Even even though they were not very good for a long time, they still, I mean, one of the reasons they weren't very good for a long time, they didn't have the facilities to draw yeah. kids to. It's, I mean, let's it's be honest. Serious. Yeah. It, it looks like a group of five. It, it's not a great place. And so we'll see. Now, I mean, going to Arrowhead, I know it's so much larger and everything, it's going to be difficult, but it may give you a little bit more of a home crowd feel because you're going to have, I I think you'll have some folks that live right there go, hey, let's go to a college football game. Yeah, It's only five minutes from the house. Let's go. And, and you might get some extra fans just because of that. Yeah. It may work out in their favor. And especially because the team that usually plays there is playing in their fourth Super Bowl in six years or whatever it is. Right. Like, so um, that also really helps in terms of just fervor around fourth and five years, actually. Uh, the fervor around the area. Like, this place is hungry for football. You can't buy a Chiefs ticket. Uh, you can go and see what is now a pretty good team in the Big 12 in the Kansas Jayhawks play at Arrowhead. Like, there is something to that. You know, I know there's there, that huge alumni base obviously is right in Kansas City, but you got plenty of people around there who aren't Kansas alums. 
And now they get a chance to actually see the team. You know, if they're growing up in Kansas City, you know, or in the city, like it's not always easy to just drive out to the country, go to Kansas and see a 1-11 football team. But now they're right there in your back door. And I think you'll pick up some folks that are not really fans of the Jayhawks. They just want to see so. some college football. Because I think that'll be a good benefit for them. Because, I mean, overall, it's not a beneficial situation. I mean, anytime you're taking it off campus. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's not beneficial. It's not. But trying to find the silver lining in it, absolutely. Well, they've got TCU, Houston, Iowa State, and Colorado all at Arrowhead. Well, you know that Colorado's going to draw. Oh, yeah. You, you just know. And I think it... I don't even know that it depends on where they are at that point in the season. Deion Sanders is bringing his circus to town. People are going to turn out to see that. Yeah. And is that first one not till that first home game not till September 28th? I think that's right. Or no, sorry, sorry. They they've got they've got the graphics. They've got a red circle around it which I thought was just home games, but uh those are home conference games. Sorry. So but the oh okay sorry sorry they are splitting up their home games so the conference home games are at Arrowhead that's the TCU the Houston Iowa State Colorado right. their first two are at Children's Mercy Park which I can only imagine that's a high school stadium is either a high school stadium or a soccer stadium was the two things I was thinking of oh that is interesting that is. I mean, soccer, those stadiums are great for soccer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 20,000 people or so. We'll see. Um, but we don't know about TCU. We obviously don't know about Houston. Iowa State, I think, is going to be a team at the top half of, of the conference this year. And Colorado is that one, right, we, we don't know much of anything about outside of the quarterback position. Right. And, and obviously Travis Hunter. Uh, but the circus comes with them. Mm-hmm. And with that game, November 23rd, we already talked about their, their next week's game, which is here against Baylor, which I said could be a win and you're in of the conference championship game kind of thing. If Colorado is halfway decent this year, late in the season, talk about a circus that's coming in. You know, a- anytime they play that late in the season, even if they are not going to the conference championship game, but anytime you can attach a storyline to it of, oh, they can block Kansas from going and it's at Arrowhead and you know, whomever they're playing. Like, that that could be a big deal. That could be a big media frenzy as because they're begging for it to be, right? They want Colorado to be good in any fashion so that they can attach storylines to it. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's that's where they're going to butter their bread, right? Yeah. Yes. That's going to be a sellout. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Nebraska-Colorado NFL Stadium. If you had told me this two years ago... I would have ran far away from you. But Nebraska, or excuse me, Kansas, Colorado, NFL Stadium, sellout. You think? November 23rd. Okay. Is that right before Thanksgiving? Yeah. Sellout. Bang. That'll be interesting. Taking my claim to it. How how big a step? And and I know we're talking Big 12, and, and Colorado's now part of the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's not, but Nebraska is a brand. Yeah. I mean, they are. Sure. You, you have I saw to, a guy in the dentist's office with a Nebraska hat yesterday. You have to lump them in as a brand. Mm-hmm. How, 
how big is it going to be? I mean, are we going to see a step forward from Colorado, you think? And are we going to see a step forward from Nebraska? Are they giant leap forwards? Mm-hmm. And are they relevant? Or we just say, okay, they made progress, and you know that's about where we're at. I think they both end up in the top 25. Okay. I don't know if they end there, but they end up at some point in there probably early in the season. Okay. I think Nebraska, with the Big Ten West, they could win that division. Like, because anybody can win that division. You know what I mean? It's a coin flip. And, and we've seen the Matt Rule timeline. We saw it here. It was the same thing at Temple. Uh, we're on pace for Nebraska to have a good season because he was ahead of schedule last year. I mean, he didn't win one game like the other two places, basically. I think two games at Temple, one here at Baylor uh, in the first season. He's a, he's ahead of schedule there. He's already pulling in big NIL and big recruits. And instead of playing Ohio State and Michigan, they play Purdue and Northwestern and Wisconsin's good. Um, I'm guessing they'll have to play the California schools now. But, like, I could see them just based off the Matt Rule timeline at like an eight or nine win season, which they haven't had in Nebraska in a decade plus. It's, yeah, it's been a while. It's been six years since they've even made a bowl game, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken there. So I think Nebraska takes the bigger step up is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Colorado, step up, yes. Because I do think Dion is good enough to not be four and eight again. Um, but they hit a problem last year in terms of getting all of those guys integrated into the team, the 70 or whatever transfers they brought in, a bunch of them left, a bunch more came in. There is something to say about team cohesion and guys who have played with each other games after games, weeks after weeks, years after years. Um, But I think they've got playmaking ability from quarterback position, and I think they'll be better than 4-8, and especially with all the question marks in this conference. So, I, I can't disagree with that. I just, one of the things that you said, the mass entrance and a pretty good exit even after that. And now you have to try to bring in some more guys. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how that works on a consistent basis. And is that just where we are with college football now? A, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it works long-term at, a big power five school. Like we saw GJ Kenny do it at Texas state and it might work there because they might have to, you know, we, we, it's just a different, even though it's in Texas, it's a different kind of recruiting battle. Right. But at Colorado, I just think you're going to, there's going to be too much shine on the good players. And so uh, until they make that leap where they're a 10, 11 win team, Guys are going to be the, the the good players are going to be leaving for better teams, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the schedule for Colorado because I was thinking Baylor plays them late September, September 21st, and I was thinking could they be ranked by then? But it's not an easy non-con. <laughs> they got North Dakota State at home, not the death sentence that used to be a couple years ago, but still pretty darn good FCS team mm-hmm. in North Dakota State. I mean, five six years ago they could be. A lot of teams in FBS. Um, then Nebraska in Lincoln. I, I think that's a ah, loss. 
I would say so. But if it's a win, they're absolutely in the rankings the next week because people want them to be. And then on the road in Fort Collins against Colorado State. And that's always a tough game. And Colorado State's not a bad program. I think they were like ranked or ranked adjacent a couple years ago. And then at home against Baylor. And then UCF, Kansas State. So maybe they get back in and after that. But um, I, I think I'll put I'll I'll put it out there. I think they'll be they'll be a bowl team. Okay. I don't know if it's much better than six and six, because um, unlike we were talking about Utah yesterday with the easy road games, um, Colorado does not have the easy road games um, at Arizona. We don't know without Jed Fish, but not not a fun place to go um, at Tech. Not great at KU at Arrowhead, um, so and a weird non-conference road game in Colorado State, and then another one at Nebraska. So not an easy road schedule, but I could see them. I could see them at a six and six team, Colorado. I see Nebraska because of that division that they're in as a better team. College game day will be there, Nebraska. Oh yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, especially week two, week one, you get some good ones. Week two, it's usually mm-hmm. not great. Yeah, and that that will oh that will get the old people riled up. Mm-hmm. You know, the old the old Big Eight man, they'll love that stuff. They'll it, eat it, that up. It is going to be fun. Remember they did that with uh, Nebraska OU a couple mm-hmm. years ago. They did that the home and home, the college football purists, which I'll include myself in. Love that, love that, and it will be great to see Nebraska be good again. I don't. They'll they'll never be Tom Osborne good. No. Because the, the, the game around them has just changed too much. The recruiting is too difficult. Probably was back then. That's why they were taking steroids. I um, but I don't know that... It's not going to get back to that. I mean, look, Cameron, I don't know that anybody is going to be that again with NIL and the transfer portal as wide open as it is now. Yeah, I mean, I could see the big teams, though. I could see, like, Ohio State. You know, they've always been good. But, like, I think for... To be dominant, though... They're there all the time. Yeah, Even but still, I mean, Alabama. They weren't in the if playoffs they get this year. Boer right. I, I think it's tougher for those teams that were there to get back. And specifically, I'm looking at that 84 national championship game, Nebraska, Miami. Yes, two terrific teams for for decades and decades, and have just been nothing. I mean, really going on 20 years here uh, for both of them. I don't think those teams get back because I don't think people care about the mystique the way they used to. But the ones that have kept up, I think, stay keeping up. And I, it's not many. I don't, Ohio State, I don't Alabama, know. Michigan, Look, maybe. You, you, you can say Alabama if you want to. I will. But Nick Saban's not there anymore. Right. Nick Saban right. left college football because of NIL and the transfer portal. Make no mistake about it. That's why he got out of it. It wasn't because he was tired of coaching. He left because... College football is trash right now. He doesn't and like it. Doesn't like it. And there's a mass exit in Tuscaloosa right now with that roster that that he put together. I mean, can they survive that? Well, yeah, maybe with the transfer yeah, portal, maybe they can get some other guys. Exit at Washington before yeah. DeBoer got in there and he got them to the national championship. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be done. If they get this part, if but they get this one right. Again, Nick Saban is not there until I see somebody step in the doorways and say, yeah, it's a program thing. It's not a Nick Saban thing. I ain't buying it. All right. We'll see. 
I mean, I, I'll they they did stink before he got there. I mean, for a couple of years, obviously, holistically, they, they're they they're stunk Alabama since but, Bear Bryant until he came there. Uh, they had some. I mean, they had won a national championship. I think in the early nineties, they were not. I, I'll give you that. They were not the Alabama that you knew as a kid or as I knew as a kid mm-hmm. in those years in between. But I, I still think I still think they're there all the time. Now, if you had asked me when I was 11 years old, I would have said the same thing about Florida. Here we are. So, um, <laughs> you know, or USC, who is, you know, still USC in some degree, sure. But there's, they have the, most re- the least relevance that they've ever had as a football program, mm-hmm. I think. Because they don't own the West. So, anyway. Did we start with just asking if Colorado and Nebraska would be good? That's where we started. (laughs) I think they'll both be better than bad. Let's put it that way. I mean, I think Colorado, I think 6-6 and a good spot for them. I haven't looked at Nebraska's schedule, but we know the teams that are in there. Um, I could see Nebraska taking a big step up. I'm a Matt Rule fan. Are both those teams in a bowl? Yeah, why not? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Go for it. I think so. Got some breaking coaching news. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But coming up next, he's back. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and men's tennis coach Michael Woodson. That's Thursday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show. This Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or treat you like family. Find new roads. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. We've made it through the holidays, and another gift-giving season is already here. Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and if you're not sure what to give, come to Morrison's Gifts and let their 45 years of gift-giving expertise work for you. From candy to jewelry to plush animals to scents, soaps, and lotions, they've got you covered. They offer custom gift baskets and many grab-and-go items as well. And don't forget their huge selection of John Hart and Consuela bags and totes. Morrison Gifts is located near Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. It's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their... Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk. A look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie. As only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair. Epperson Tractor. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina. Mosby's Land Management. Stiefel Investments. Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! Very nice. Very nice. Wasn't slacking today. No, you were right on. You were, you were on it, Cam. All right, I got some fun facts for y'all today. Oh boy! Some of these are like, oh wow, and others I couldn't stop laughing. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Buckle up, hang on. In 1994, Bulgaria had the only soccer team where all players' last names ended in O-V. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I kind of did. Were you even born then? No. Yeah, I didn't not. think so. I all didn't right. know if you wanted to know the real answer or not. No, I was not in 94. Okay. I don't know. Baseball <laughs> no, player don't. Gaylord Perry hit his first and only home run a few hours after Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. Really? Dang. July 20th, 69. All right, history buff, show off. Okay, you ready? This one's funny. (laughs) Show off? I mean, you didn't. More than 100 children are conceived annually at the Super Bowl parking lot during tailgate parties. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do we know? The Googles told me. Oh, that rocks. A hundred babies. Somebody made that Wait, up. Wait, at the Super Bowl no. tailgate? Yeah. So if because that is that is a corporate crowd. Not now, all. There's some I rednecks. Guess, I guess. I, I'm thinking some, if the I, Buffalo Bills host an AFC championship game, I think that number's in the thousands. 
Maybe. But, I mean, just because corporate people go don't mean they ain't, you know, having relations. Stop it. Getting their berry white on. I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't believe that one. I do. I don't believe the numbers. Like I mean, I, I can I see it happening, but I just don't, I don't know about the 100, numbers. I could see 100. In the look, parking lot. Well, they're not doing saying. it on the gravel. They're in their car. Well, I, okay. Camper, RV, I don't know. I, yeah, Bathroom. I'm not buying it. Porta potty. Yeah. Porta potty. I don't know. Ew. Ew, yeah. Okay, moving on. They should make cars with bathrooms in them. What? They have they have That'd RVs. Be great, man. Yeah, but I'm talking just like who well, wants you, a bathroom like in their an car? Escalade or something. They obviously needs to be kind of a big car. I mean, I would love a bathroom in my car, man. Are you kidding? I love road trips. Well, okay. you you can you can find some stuff on Amazon that will help you out. I'll just say <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't, or at I don't, Sefco. Yeah, I have to go to Sefco and buy a large drink. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. what I usually do. This is a family show. All right, moving I'm, on. I'm not talking about conception here. I was just, I was just, anyways. Did you know that baseball player Ken Griffey Jr. is allergic to chocolate? No, I did not. I didn't know that. Didn't either. Baseball umpires are required to wear black underwear huh. in case they split their pants by bending over. How do they check? How, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What if you split your pants and they could and, see and it's your underwear, you get fired. Yeah, yeah. It. You get fined. All right, yeah. you get fined. And the, the anthem's going. I need you to split your pants now so we can make sure. They, yeah, there you go. In 1990, Michael Jordan had his jersey stolen in the locker room. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what number he had to wear? Twelve. Yes, yes, Stephanie. Bam. Google's. Very nice. Google's never well, you're, lets you're me a Jordan down. girl. You're a Jordan girl, so you know. <laughs> Okay, did you know this? That Babe Ruth once paid a fan to return one of his baseballs. Well, he's not the only one that's done that. Okay, but this was well, his hundredth, like seven hundredth career hit, and he paid the fan twenty dollars to get it back. That that's was a it. Lot of, that's like a million dollars. That today. was a lot of money back then. <laughs> that was way before Probably my 1934. time. Probably Not for Babe Ruth, it wasn't. No. Well, okay, so he's cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the guy was probably drunk. <laughs> probably some poor kid living in the Bronx. Okay. Gives him 20 bucks. <laughs> Babe talks him down from 40. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a All hot right, dog. I'll give you 20. I'll give you a hot dog and a $20 <laughs> bill. All right, here we go. Uh, the temperature of the baseball will determine how far it will fly. Well, yeah, that's why they microwave them sometimes. You yeah. just took my punchline. Uh, yeah, because if you microwave it, it's going to go farther than if it's frozen. I didn't know that. Well, it also... It, if, if it's the warm, microwave, it weighs less. Well, the the microwave doesn't have a whole lot to do with the temperature of the ball to make it go further. It makes the core harder. Well, yeah. I can't even comprehend all that. <laughs> 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 so we're going to just move on to... Wait till you hear about how they're made, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, boy. I just got to be at me with a lot of big words. I don't understand them right now, so I'm going to take them as offense. I, I understand that feeling. Sometimes there's just too much going on. There's a lot going on up in here. And I'm just like, I need to move on. I can't. Okay, you ready? Did you know that Pittsburgh is the only American city with three sports teams that have the same colors? Yes. Did you know it? Yes. Can you name them? The Penguins? Don't look at your sheet. It's not even on here. Oh, okay. 
The Steelers. Okay. Pirates. Are they the Pirates? <laughs> yes. Yes? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's black and gold. Yes! Very nice. Yes! All right. The Penguins used to have different colors, though. They and did? They changed them to look black like and the white? teams. No, they were uh, navy and like almost Carolina blue, Columbia blue. Okay, now that... I mean, no. Because penguins are not blue. It was a good-looking uniform, but the people at Pittsburgh were like, "Well, because they this they're is smart. girly. This is sissy. This is like why Disney, did you put Disney black Plus. and gold like a real team? I mean, no. I mean, only penguins are blue in like cartoons. They bullied them but into it. You said they're the only team yeah. that has three franchises with the same colors. American. Yeah, that's what the Google. Okay. Said. Well, what about Dallas? They don't have the same colors. They kind of do. Uh, no, but they They're don't. Close. But the same two but the Mavericks have blue and green, and the Cowboys don't have green. Okay, but the Mavericks don't, don't always have, have green blue. anymore. Well, I'm just saying. They're, I'm they're a fashionista. I know. Cowboys are blue and white. And silver. It, okay. And silver too. the Rangers have blue in their uniforms. Uh, they wear the dark blue. Not enough. not enough for me. All right. I see where you're Sticking going with, with the this. Pittsburgh one here. But I think I'm right on this one. Okay. I see that. Okay, the longest <laughs> the longest record tennis match lasted for eleven hours Don in two thousand and ten. Yeah. It took them three days to compete. Three days. Well, can you uh, play tennis for eleven hours? Nope. I bet Matt Mosley could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matt Mosley called me yesterday, apparently out of a tennis match, and he was like. He just like gets on the phone and he was like, "Yeah, me and my buddy were six six each. I guess I won the tiebreaker. He had to leave." And I'm like, "Matt, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is what he opened speaking with. Mandarin. And I was like, like what? what? Are you ta- I still don't know if it was tennis. <laughs> I'm assuming it was tennis because it's Matt. I mean, you've got to be in really good shape to play tennis. Oh, that's what I. Me and my friends loved playing that, like in college. No, uh, because we all none of us were like great athletes, but we all played sports in high school, and then we couldn't in college. So when we come home. We'd play tennis because it was something that's easy to pick up, not easy to be great at, but easy to pick up and like learn how to play. Yeah, and no, get your competitive juices. I, I can't do it because I would. I tried it, and I almost failed PE in mm. high school playing right. it because I couldn't get the ball over the net, or I'd hit somebody, or the racket would hit me. So no. <laughs> Did they not coach you? I am not. Teachers should not be giving out an <laughs> F and PE if right. they're not coaching you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, did you know that umpires once sat in padded rocking chairs behind the catcher? It was later removed because they kept getting hit a lot in 1859. I did not know that. Why mm. would you sit in a rocking chair, though? I, it's like what, literally watching the game. Comfy. Yeah. yeah, might as well be comfortable. Yep. Okay. That's pretty interesting. All right, here you go. More people from nudist colonies play volleyball than any other sport. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> what? Mainly over in Europe. Well, I suppose they're near the beach usually. Yeah, get it? Volleyball. Do you think they play they volleyball at Hippie Hollow? That's they probably, might. It's probably the worst sport to play naked. <laughs> I mean, any sport to play. I don't, I don't know that it's the worst. There's a lot going on. Total. <laughs> Yeah, they should stick to baseball where there's <laughs> limited running. You know, you only have to at certain points. So a lot of standing around. I bring all this to tell you. Okay. That my favorite thing is about how many babies are going to be conceived on the super in Super Bowl. 
And I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. Well, I will keep checking the Googles. Why don't you just go walk through the parking lot and start making I'm not notes. going to Vegas. Oh. Are you going to Vegas? Um, Q could do it. Yeah, we get Q to get do Q it. Get Q to do it. Go check the cars, Q. Q, before you go into the stadium, go check all the way around and see, uh, you know, if the cars are rocking. There's more cameras at that tailgate than any tailgate in the yeah, history. That's why it I'm doesn't not buying. matter. It doesn't matter. I get it's a big parking lot. Look, I've I watched the movies. It doesn't matter. You can just get in the back seat of a car. Nobody's going to see What you. movies? I don't I can't like how she put that disclaimer in. I've I've watched movies and and supposedly <laughs> supposedly it involves something in the You're not going to believe this. It's not something that I would do, but cuz I'm a lady. But. I just I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not discounting you. I'm discounting your Googles. Well, I got all these other information stuff from the it, same place. Okay. Because it's on Google does not make it a fact. <laughs> so far, everything I found on Google no, is no, a no, fact. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. I do my research. You do your research. That is exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> you do Stephanie research. And it's working out for me. Yeah, kind of. Trying to think of cool fun facts. Those were fun. Those were fun facts. They're fun right? facts. I'm just know? saying I'm not buying it. To, that, that 100 now, people it, are going to get pregnant? During yeah. the Super Bowl tailgate parties? Yes, I'm not. I mean, that's not that astronomical amount of number, but I'm sorry. I got better things to do if I'm spending $9,000 a ticket. Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I absolutely know. But remember, this is the tailgate party. So this well, the is tailgate before. party is before the game, but right. you go to the game and there ain't a whole lot of tailgating at the Super Bowl. I'll just tell you that. I've been to them. There's not a whole lot of tailgating. It's very, very limited because they get there early enough when the parking lot's open, but they get inside the stadium to see everything that's going on. Well, that's so why you spend nine grand too. a ticket. Well, you know, if you're not just driving from your house with no, your grill and everything. No, you're, but here, you're flying here's the thing. in from all over the country. Okay, so and but, you're in a rental car. Okay, but here's the thing. You know, they have all these activities, right? So Guy Ferrari, the chef dude. Guy Fieri. Yeah, whatever. Ferrari. I say Ferrari. The guy with the blonde hair, yes. right? Yes. He has his own tailgate party that right? you can go to. So maybe people are getting down there. I don't know. And he he offers I, rooms in the back. Yeah. And yeah. He, that, he that's where they they're getting They have bathrooms. Down. Yeah, again. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bunch of hillbillies at the Dangum Super Bowl that are going to go in a porta potty. <laughs> if Sounds they like drink an Arkansas enough, they game, might. Yes. No, they won't. <laughs> I don't How know. much would you have to drink to go to a porta potty to have your next kid? <laughs> a lot. There you go. A lot. <laughs> Super Bowl ticket money. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Did you know there's a football team named after a poem? After a poem? Mm hmm. Yep. A football, like an NFL team? Yeah. A poem. That you watched play fairly recently, as a matter of fact. Oh, this is way too much for my brain. I was trying to th think of a fun The Ravens. Fact. You got it. You nailed it. First try. Breaking news. <laughs> Stephanie got it. <laughs> the yeah, Seahawks much. have hired Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach. Oh, That's next on the Press Box yeah. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Matt Mosley. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew making his weekly appearance. My recipe for these colds, I start with the steroids. <laughs> I don't take them by mouth. I get the actual shot, and then I chase it with the methyl prednisone and then throat coat to herbal tea. Just Dr. Mosley trying to talk be there for you. really good. I yeah. thought you told me it was just four hottie toddies and you'll be fine. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. At UBO Business Services, Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave it his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help. 
with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box. Here on a wacky Wednesday. And it looks like, as Aaron reported before the top of the hour, the Seattle Seahawks have got their guy hiring Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach and does a couple of things. Makes another head coach in the NFL, one of the youngest to coach the game. And it takes the Dallas Cowboys coordinator, Dan Quinn, out of the equation. Which... I just I didn't see that coming, and Mike McDonald might might be a better hire than Dan Quinn. I just didn't see it coming, and I know we're not inside the walls of these places, but I can't imagine Dan Quinn saw this coming either. Yeah, I I like the timing of it, it all was such a coincidence when when uh like the the, the Cowboys are going into the wild card game. Obviously, uh, Pete Carroll steps down, like. It was all kind of meshing together. We knew he was going to get a bunch of interviews anyway. It just seemed too good to not work, and now it's too good to be true. And the more and more we're seeing coming out of Seattle and coming from Pete Carroll, you know, Pete Carroll said, yeah, I'm going to step away and join the front office. Then he said, yeah, I changed my mind. I just want to coach football. And they said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So he was kind of really – in all intents and purposes, pushed out the door yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. And now you go with this young guy who's been a defensive guy for a couple of years now for a very good defense in Baltimore. And, oh, by the way, he's 36. Youngest coach in the league. And you just gave him six years to – I don't know if it's a rebuild, but to get this – franchise back where it yeah. wants to be. I think it's a little bit of a rebuild, but not a total breakdown and rebuild. I do think that you're going to see a change in quarterback. Probably. I don't think Geno Smith is the answer for the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't. No. I think he was always a, a bridge guy. That turned out pretty okay, but um this is I mean this is Kind of blowing it up without blowing it up, I would say. You go well, from, you go from the oldest head coach in the league to the youngest yeah, head coach yeah. in the league. And all the reasons we said Dan Quinn would be a good fit there, I'm looking and I'm seeing the same thing with Mike McDonald, right? We said Dan Quinn was going to be a good, a good fit initially because he had had his best success there. His mm-hmm. defensive coordinator, Legion of Boom, the style in which they played, it obviously brought them a Super Bowl title, brought them to another Super Bowl game. Um and I think of all the things that make a Dan Quinn defense. The the physicality, the the turnovers that they force. They always have ball hawks in the defensive backfield that can bring blitzes when they really need to. I'm looking at McDonald's resume here. This year, the Ravens were number one in points allowed, mm-hmm. uh, number one in sacks, number one in takeaways. Bang, that's it. You're, you're getting the Dan Quinn without <laughs> the failures that Dan Quinn has had as a head coach. 
And I get it. He did, he did take the Falcons to a Super Bowl. I don't want to say he was just this awful head coach. But there have been questions surrounding him in all the roles he has had since going to that Super Bowl. Now you've got this young, energetic guy who is a savant of some sort to be number one in all those categories as a 36-year-old coordinator. You are bringing in the Dan Quinn that you wanted without the Dan Quinn baggage. I agree. And I didn't realize this either, that McDonald not only interviewed with the Seahawks, but he is also interviewed by the Falcons, Panthers, Titans, and the Chargers, and the Commanders. He interviewed for every open job in the NFL. I don't know who else did that, but I would say he may be the only one. And what's crazy about that, because I didn't know that either, that shows you where the league is at today. We knew all the places. We knew the Dan Quinn ones because we, we sit here and talk about the Cowboys. And we knew about the Ben Johnson ones because he was the hot name, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, for the surprise Lions. All this guy was was the defensive coordinator for <laughs> what is objectively a boring yet very successful franchise in the Baltimore Ravens. And you look at it and you're like, yeah, Ben Johnson, I mean, has a good resume, but this guy might be better. And he's just a name that was just kind of hovering around. No one really took it seriously for, for any of those jobs that we saw, at least national people. And the Seahawks got to be thinking, man, we didn't even have to tank to get this. You know, we might have gotten the best young guy on the market here. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to go 4-13 and 13 to do it. <laughs> the other thing, we talk about Geno Smith and will he continue as a quarterback I think that's a big decision I don't I don't know that he he does his 12.7 million base salary for next season would become fully guaranteed on February 16th if he's still on the roster by then so you got to make a you got to make a move pretty quick if you're going to make a move and the other thing is now he's got to put together a coaching staff which okay that's not a big deal but it was probably going to happen anyway. Their OC and their DC have already found other jobs. One's gone to Philadelphia to coach the uh, defensive line. The other one's at Chicago becoming the Bears OC. So, not that they would have been retained anyway, but for McDonald, in his first go at it of coaching, there's not going to be some soft landing spots in that coach's office that can give him some ropes. He's going to have to go get his people in there. Sometimes that works better, but sometimes it's always nice to have that guy that's kind of been in the offices for a while and you can lean on a little bit. Yeah, and we we see it more so now than ever, and I think where you really see it in both college and the NFL is coaches having a leash to replace their staff. I mean, in the college level, we've seen it now twice here locally. Um, but, I mean, you see it with um, NFL teams all the time because they're going younger, younger head coaches. They're giving them a chance to get the staff right the second time. It's not all of these journeyman retreads who are coming in. And in terms of quarterback, what I'm interested in is do they just do they take a flyer on somebody obviously late in the first round or, or a second or third round guy that they think has some upside and you bring in a veteran like a Geno Smith and have them compete for the job because if that's the case, then do you just keep Geno Smith? 
or do you just find someone that's that's cheaper? I, I mean, going back a couple years here, but like an AJ McCarron type, mm-hmm. or or even a Sam Darnold who's bouncing around the league, or a Jarrett Stidham, um, and get one of them in to at least compete with the kid for the job, or you know, they, I mean, they basically gave the keys to Russell Wilson. He was a third round pick. Um, they gave him the keys in the first year. Uh, wh- I, I am interested to see the direction they do go in quarterback because thirteen million is a lot for a bridge guy. So I think they can get cheaper there, but you got to wonder if it, if it's worth it for them because obviously if they get a quarterback, they're not really going to be paying him top pick quarterback money because he's not going to be a top pick. So that's something that they haven't gotten right since Russell Wilson left, but no, then they again, haven't. they've tried for a bridge guy. I, I think they've been open about that. They haven't tried for the young quarterback. Uh, maybe, maybe they trust Drew Locke, who has started in this league. He has. didn't go very well, but do they go there with a with a young kid alongside him? I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a tough call. And I, I look. They picked sixteenth in the draft. They're not gonna. That's you're out of quarterbacks. At you're, that point. You're not gonna get a top tier quarterback. No, you're not unless you trade up. And it's not like it was even 10 years ago. Like, Russell Wilson was a good, good college quarterback. Nobody picked him to be, like, a top pick in the draft or anything. But I just feel like, I mean, he was probably the fourth quarterback taken, and it was in the third round. Mm -hmm. Now you see that before pick 20. Like, that that's just how much that has changed. So it's not as easy to find those diamond-in-the-rough guys like a Russell Wilson, like a Dak Prescott. I know you know when he was drafted in the fourth round. Right. So, you know, I, like you can't even get, I don't know if you can even get NFL starters at that point in the draft anymore. And Very difficult. You can't save a pick for it later you're, on. You're not, okay, I don't think you find a, for certain, you don't find a franchise quarterback. Unless you're San Francisco, yeah. Well. <laughs> Didn't work with the number three overall, but the other one worked. Yeah, I, yeah that's still... Amazing. It's, it is absolutely mind-blowing of how well he's been able to. And I don't want to hear that he's not a game manager because he is. He is. He absolutely is a game manager. And We're there's here to tell you. That's there's, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If he doesn't put your team in harm's way, that is a good thing. In fact, you know who I would say is a game manager? On the good end of game manager, but like wasn't winning games by himself. A guy you think is a Hall of Famer. Is Eli Manning not a game manager? Yes. Like he's just a game man, and that's that's fine. It's okay. Like if it gets me two Super Bowls, I'm taking that a hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. Would I rather have Andrew Luck? Sure, in that time frame, but game manager's gonna win you two Super Bowls. I'll take the game manager. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. It, it's not a hard choice. Which is, by the way, what Geno Smith and it, has been. And they've won games. Yeah, It's not a knock against a guy to, to say that. And some people are so offended by hearing someone say, well, Brock Purdy's just a game manager. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's a he, That's what he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are game managers in the Hall of Fame. Uh, absolutely. A different era, sure. But they're in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. There's no doubt. Jerry Jones says we're pushing all the chips on the table. R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys joins us next. We'll find out his thoughts on that 
right here on the Press Box. Baylor Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday to take on UCF. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. After years of discomfort, it's like I'm alive again. Sonia Hackett talks about how QC Kinetics changed her life. QC Kinetics has given me my quality of life back. Before QC Kinetics, Sonia suffered from horrible knee and back pain stemming from a car accident. I was wearing knee braces just to try to maneuver around. Sonia hated the idea of pain meds, and surgery seemed too risky. So she turned to the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics, the leaders in advanced regenerative medicine. That consultation just changed my life. I can do the treadmill, everything. I don't have anything holding me back. The quality of life is pain-free. QC Kinetics has made us very happy. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation today. I'm going to get emotional again. They are like family members to me. They care. Call QC Kinetics now. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my 
Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this Wednesday afternoon. J-Mo coming up next from Orlando and the Matt Mosley Show to get you ready for Baylor basketball coming up this evening here on ESPN Central Texas. Joining us now, as promised, R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and R.J., Jerry Jones has said from the Senior Bowl, well, it's time. The Cowboys are all in on 2024. What does that even mean? Well, it's great to be with you guys. Um, you know, my son is only two, but I think it means that Santa's real, along with the Easter Bunny, uh, <laughs> the Tooth Fairy. Um, you know, I, I thought that I, I would have to cross that bridge at a much later point in his life. But, you know, we're all on the same page now, it seems. When you look at Jerry Jones saying, hey, we're all in. And I I know that he is starting to feel the pressure of the window closing, not only on this franchise, but on himself being able to hoist the Lombardi trophy back up there. But being all in, does that mean that they're finally going to spend the money they have to spend on a short-term deal in free agency to get this roster exactly where it needs to be? You know, the more I've thought about this, um, you know, the more pessimistic I've kind of become about it. And I think that's just, you know, we're all worn really thin with the Cowboys um, at this point. And the reality of this offseason, some realities that are unavoidable is they could extend Dak Prescott. They don't have to, but, you know, they should, um, in some of the people's minds, they absolutely should extend CeeDee Lamb. They should extend Micah Parsons. Um, if say they did all those three things, I mean, Dak's going to cost somewhere around $57 million a year. CD is going to be North of 30. Mike is going to be North of 30. So you could, you know, if you're them, you can make an argument like, Hey, look, we got over a hundred million dollars per year devoted to these three players. That is all in. And that's my fear is that they're going to define how they go about things like that as being all in. Because I know that when we think of all in conventionally, we think of, you got to do some things you, you haven't done. You got to, you know, be a little bit unconventional. You got to go get some external players. You got to make some fancy trades. You got to surprise us. You got to make us smile. You got to make us feel like this truly is different. And I just don't know that that I really believe in that happening, unfortunately. RJ, you, you kind of answered it a little bit in there, but you've been covering this team for years. You've been covering this owner for years. I'm just going to have you put your Jerry Jones hat on or your Jerry Jones aviators on, okay? And we're going to fast forward to end of April, post-draft, he's doing his press conference, and someone asks him about going all in and how that looks at the end of April. What does Jerry say to backtrack these comments? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be something along the lines of, we took a risk on this player. This yeah. player was, you know, higher on our board than, than he was on others. And, and you know, he's, he fell for this reason or another. We know that they loved to get a little bit dicey with their second round draft picks and, you know, take players who fell for medical issues or suspension issues or whatever the case may be. I, I think my, my worry is that that's how they're going to justify this. Now I want to be clear. And I think we all obviously understand it's possible that they could totally swing for the fences. They could totally, you know, do these unprecedented things, but you know, I know everybody rightly focused on what Jerry had to say, but I think Steven had the most apt comment of the day yesterday saying, look, until we do this, 
nobody's going to trust that we can. And, and that's just where we're at. It's, you know, it's, it's damaging whenever a relationship reaches that point, right. Where, you know, somebody's words no longer really have meaning, but that's just who the Cowboys are right now. It needs to be about action, not about talk. And it seems like from that, that, that Steven understands that obviously you, you have the finger on the pulse of, of Cowboys fans as well. Is there still a subsect of this fan base that, that does believe what Jerry Jones is saying and that they are going to swing for the fences and they're going to get some top free agents in here? Or is it more of the, the fans are on Steven's side on this one? Something I like to say is that it's really difficult to get the internet to agree on anything, like, like anything <laughs> in life. I mean, it can be sports, pop culture, food, the color of the sky. I mean, and that's why, you know, whenever the internet is united in something, you generally kind of know that, that that's the correct side of the case to be on. Um, based on my social activity, there is not a soul who is caping for the Cowboys. No, nobody is saying, guys, watch this. Guys, trust. Everybody sit back and let the masters work. I mean, what I have seen is 100% vitriol 100% impatience 100% sarcasm nobody believes them at all I mean nobody believes that they're serious about this in any way and and people feel that way for different reasons some people think the Joneses just care about making money some people think that they just are indifferent some people simply don't believe that you know the ownership group cares as much as they do and based on results it's difficult to tell these people that they're wrong R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us in the press box on ESPN Central Texas on this Wednesday afternoon. And, R.J., you, you've got the head coach on a one-year deal, put up or shut up. Is there anything wrong? And I know that people are saying, you've got to sign Dak Prescott. But can't you do the same thing with Dak Prescott and your quarterback and say, hey, go earn your money and we'll talk after the season? Because the Ravens did it with Flacco and they got a Super Bowl out of it, and he cashed in huge after that. You can say that. I mean, to be clear, like, it, it exists in the world of options. If you're comparing those two situations, the Ravens were able to place the franchise tag on Joe Flacco if they wanted to. They still had some semblance of, you know, franchise protection. If the Cowboys were to go at this in, in terms of a con- as a contractor for Dak Prescott, they have nothing. They, they have, they, I mean, and maybe you don't care about that, not necessarily you, Ward, but, you know, whoever. Um, he, he would have nothing stopping him from hitting true, total, open market free agency. And if you value Dak in any way, shape, or form, that would not be a good thing for you, and that would certainly drive the price up. And so that is, is what makes this not quite apples to oranges, but maybe red mm-hmm. apples to green apples. Um, and, I mean, I'm not necessarily against that idea, um, and, and I know people feel differently about this, but I would offer Dak is undeniably the most loved, respected, admired person, not just player, but human being in that building. And if your message is this dude just finished second in MVP voting and we're not going to pay him, it is quite the look for you as an organization and certainly suggest that if you're not even CLM, if you are Luke Schoonmaker, if you're Jake Ferguson, when your time comes up, if they couldn't respect Dak, what are they going to do to you? And and th- thinking about the the all-in comment again, obviously we, we talked about it. The fans don't really believe that it's the same, that they and Jerry are thinking the same thing. So 
in terms of just what this team needs, what would be the sensible offseason for this team? You talked about the re-signing of Dak Prescott, but what, what are the moves that maybe aren't sexy but would be sensible to get this team where they need to be? I mean, sensible has kind of been their MO, but I think they're going to have to find a way to show up their defense. They're going to have to find a few linebackers. They simply cannot just pretend that Marquise Bell can, you know, eat enough protein to, to bulk up and, and have an NFL linebacker body or that John Oshon, who is a smaller, you know, linebacker now converted safety and then have his own right, is going to bounce back from a torn ACL in his first true NFL season and be the answer. So I do think they have to have some sort of, you know, looking in the mirror moments and, and conversations with themselves. Um, but that's what is so fascinating about this one comment. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know how much y'all have talked about this today, but this has been the most discussed thing across what, like sports radio today? Just Jerry Jones offering two words. And the beauty of them, and he's aware of this, is that they're so vague, is that they're so ambiguous, is that all in could mean anything. And it puts them in the forefront of conversation, which, again, it's hard to argue that that's not priority number one for them. Yeah, that's where Jerry wants to live. I mean, he does he does these things on purpose. He does them, you know, the week before the Super Bowl as – we're not there, but we're going to be on the top of everybody's conversation for a oh. couple of days here. And there'll be something that comes out next week from Jerry Jones as well. For Dan Quinn, that may be it. Is is Dan Quinn still a viable candidate for one of these opening jobs as they keep closing? Seattle gets their coach today. It, do you feel like that it's still probably Dan Quinn a head coach somewhere? Or do you feel like that Dan Quinn is back to rinse and repeat with the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, this just seems, you know, this is just kind of sad to watch. You know, this is, uh, I mentioned my sons too, but like, y'all ever go to like an eight year old basketball game and they're just like running around, like, nope, <laughs> there's no like defense, there's no anything. Um, and uh, I mean, so in each of the previous two years, Dan Quinn withdrew his name from candidacy and from contention. And, and that's a power move, right? Yesterday, everyone's talking about what a big baller Ben Johnson is because. He decided to, and he, he should obviously get that praise because he decided to return to the Detroit Lions. And Dan Quinn got that treatment, and he flew too close to the sun. And now here Dan Quinn is, mute, the music's playing. There's only two chair or one chair left, and there's three at the very least names. This is a kind of a sad way to go out. I mean, in terms of the, the latest head coaching cycle, I mean, I will say that the only person who's down a little bit more bad than, than Dan might be the commanders because all of the you know, would-be sexy options are now off the board. Uh, so maybe Dan Quinn is, is the best kind of name you can pull off, but I think every Cowboys fan is hoping for that at this point in time. But um, it, it would not – I mean, even if there was a Cowboys fan who was not out on Dan Quinn already, and I would like to meet that person if they exist, but even if you weren't, are you telling me you are super pumped to have the dude that all these teams had a chance at, that multiple of these teams, you know, sat down with him multiple times and everybody passed. And everybody said, you know what, we're good. Well, we're fine. You know, we're good, whatever. I mean, would you be excited to run that back? I mean, it's just such a, a, a whimper of a way for this to kind of all unfold. And RJ, we know you were, you know, off the Dan Quinn train before it was cool. You know, you saw the numbers coming up that second half of the season. So we we have to credit you with that. We have to credit you with that. And so the way this is going, it it, and and him obviously pulling his name out of some uh, some jobs like you had mentioned, and the cycle just kind of passing him by for a guy who a month ago looked nailed on to get a head coaching job. The only guy we've really ever seen beat that was Josh McDaniels, and now he's definitely done. So 
is the Dan Quinn head coach pipe dream done? That's such a great point about Josh McDaniels. And and you, you have to be linked to someone that keeps you in the mix all the time. And um, I think you could offer Eric the enemy as somebody, although obviously he didn't get the head coaching offer, but somebody who was constantly in the mix for a little while there in the early Mahomes days. But um, it's, it's really difficult to imagine how this can work out to where everybody gets to write off in their own sunset a year from now, where Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job and the Cowboys love Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy and everybody got all their money and everybody's happy. I mean, everybody has, you know, kind of a doomsday scenario and each one of them is unfolding. And, and so like everyone is kind of meeting in the middle of the eye of their own particular doomsday, not the good kind for the Cowboys. And it just sets up for a really toxic year. I mean, the off season is barely two weeks old. And it already feels like one of the longest ones, at least in my time covering the team. And that that energy, I'm afraid, is really going to percolate. I think you're right, Ward. We're not going to just hear from Jerry next week. As as you all know, it's Radio Row and, and the car washes will happen. And CeeDee Lamb will likely, you know, make a run through things. And everybody will likely make a run through things. I worry that we're going to get some, some chum in the water next week. And it'll create um, a few different headlines. R.J. Atua blogging the boys with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. And, RJ, should Derrick Henry be the number one free agent target for the Cowboys this offseason? So I'm not trying to just be, like, grumpy and grouch and anything like that. But, you know, in talking about the offseason for the Cowboys, some people have said, well, I'll I'll believe that they're all in if they sign Derrick Henry. And I I get where that disposition is coming from. But in all likelihood, Derrick Henry will be a free agent, right? So we're going to say they're all in because they signed a free agent running back like that. Like that that's, that's the move that, you know, really just, you know, caught us by surprise um, to be clear. I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I certainly think he can help the team, but I mean, he has to be step one of like a 93 step process sure. as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, but they absolutely need that help. And I know that, you know, people like to talk about the modern game and how paying running backs isn't worth it, et cetera, et cetera. But, it certainly seems like, you know, running backs and linebackers have been a big part of the teams that are playing in the Super Bowl. And so you don't have to go all the way into the deep end with all that stuff. Uh, but I think that approaching it from a zero-sum standpoint is not working out either. And, and off of that point, if they don't go out and get someone like a Derrick Henry, a proven NFL uh, running back out there, do you trust them to make the right draft pick at running back? A lot of people believe that you could just kind of pick any dude and plug him in. And that might be an exaggerated way to look at things, but um, if that's what they choose to do, I'm, you know, I've got a lot of grievances. You know, that's that's not high on my list as far as you know qualms with the team. Um, would I prefer a more stable presence or veteran or whatever? Yeah, but I don't want them to do anything like drafting a. I know this is impossible, but like a Bijan Robinson, I don't want them to go that far. You know, across the spectrum either. Um, so yeah, if you want to go Derrick Henry, you want to go Saquon, you want to go Aaron Jones, throw money at the problem by use your draft picks for cornerstones for the future. RJ is Leighton Vanderis back on this roster next year. I would guess not. I mean, it just seems like he probably needs to move on and they probably need to move on. And so, um, that all the more, you know, accentuates their need for help at the linebacker position because he's kind of the only one in terms of classic middle off-ball linebacker options that they have. And if he's not there, I mean, you're starting literally from ground zero. And switching to a different position, looking at the wide receiver room, I, I think it'll probably be pretty different for the Cowboys next year. Do you see this offseason them 
uh, cutting ties with not only Brandon Cooks, but Michael Gallup as well? I think Cooks is probably back, but I, I think that they'll need to add more than that. I think probably cut Gallup and make him a post-June 1st designation. That contract just never, ever looked good for them, unfortunately. Um, and so it, I think it would be, you know, I, I, if I had to kind of put a label on how I feel they should approach the offseason, I, I want them to hedge every bet. And that's something that they don't really ever do because, you know, in the past they would do things like look at Jalen Tolbert and say, well, we're just going to count on him to step up and be the third guy with, with C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. And you're, you just can't afford that anymore. You, you're, you've lost all that time. You have to go out. And it sounds, you know, crazy and ridiculous and like we're playing Madden, but you have to go out and get a DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, a Julio Jones or a Gabe Davis. You have to go get somebody like that because you need all the help that you can get. RJ, was there a large cheer that you heard from Cowboys fans when they announced Kellen Moore will be the offensive coordinator of the Eagles? And did that just maybe open the door for the first back-to-back conference champion in the NFC East in a while? Yeah, I mean, something finally broke our way. I mean, you know, you ever play around the golf and it's just shank after shank after shank and finally you hit the tree, but it kicks you out into the fairway. I mean, that's what this, you know, felt like in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I I think Kellen is a really talented mind and a really interesting mind, but um, it's it's a one-year sample size, but it's hard to not look at, at circumstances and say, well, Dak Prescott thrived even more without you. You were awful without him. Um, maybe he kind of made you throughout the first seasons of your career. Again, I don't mean to act like Kellen can't do anything functionally, but I certainly am uh, am not bothered that he is now a member of the Eagles coaching staff. (laughs) And I knew you were expecting two Kellen Moore questions today, but here comes the second one, RJ. Uh, I thought about him yesterday when when Ben Johnson turned down the jobs and the the money that he was looking for spooked some teams, uh, according to Adam Schefter. And look, I, I know, you know, Moore was enter, interviewing for head coaching jobs, probably wasn't as hot a name as Ben Johnson was this year. But do you see any parallels there of, you know, kind of guys missing their opportunity to take head coaching jobs the way Kellen Moore, I mean, coached his way out of one in the last couple of years? Could you see that happening to someone like Ben Johnson? Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a risk. And I mean, I know you, you likened it to Kellen Moore, but I would I would liken it to Dan Quinn as well. I mean, yeah, Dan thought, go. oh, you know, I'll I'll have another chance. I'll have another chance. And, and he might get this commander's job, but um, I don't know that he would prefer that over some of the other opportunities that necessarily presented themselves in the past couple of years. And I think where Kellen and Ben Johnson are definitely in, this, in a similar box is they're both, I mean, they're both well under 40 years old. I mean, you know, they, the, the significant majority of, if they coach into their 60s, their coaching careers is well in front of them. And so I, I certainly think that it, it, you know, is logical to say, you know what, I, I need more experience. I need more time. I'm, you know, maybe, you know, coaching is a hard profession and, and one that you have to give up some family life in order to, to pursue. And so maybe it's, it's matters like that. I mean, but, uh, but it can burn you to your point. I mean, if you don't jump while the iron is hot, it's not guaranteed to stay hot forever. RJ, are there some players in the senior bowl this weekend that Cowboy fans should be paying a little bit more attention to you know i haven't seen any names particularly pop yet but but it is definitely an event and the shrine bowl for that matter as well in frisco that that you should monitor i mean the cowboys are known to get talent out of here it's i would say a very high that somebody in this game the senior bowl specifically will be drafted by the cowboys they um obviously have a really robust and impressive and uh successful scouting department and, and they look under every rock and this is obviously one of the biggest in the field 
R.J. Atua blogging the boys with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. R.J., always appreciate the time. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk soon. There he goes, R.J. Atua blogging the boys. I like the Kellen Moore thought he had. Yeah. I like the, Pretty good. <laughs> I like the thought that, and I don't think he's wrong, is Jerry says what Jerry says, and we've heard all the Jerryisms for years now, yeah. right? But, okay, we're going all in. And I can see Jerry Jones coming back and saying, oh, we signed Dak Prescott, we signed C.D. Lamb, we signed Micah Parsons, we're all in. That's yeah. what I meant by that. And that ain't enough. No. And I don't even know if they can if they can pull that off. I mean, I hope for the Cowboys' sake they can, but it, it's just it's just perfect, Jerry, isn't it? The week it is. the week between the Super Bowl or just after we find out the Super Bowl matchup. And of course he'll he'll probably say something next week too. Um perfectly vague, like you talked about, um, to where it's it's open to interpretation. And I, I think exactly like that, you're gonna see that. Well, yeah, we got aggressive. You know, we we re-signed Dak Prescott or or what RJ was saying. We we reached uh for this guy in in the second round who's in a skill position, you know, a receiver who was supposed to be was supposed to be this great thing until he got an injury at the beginning of last year, something like that. And they're gonna think, yeah, all in. And you know, we're negotiating with C D and here we go. And I just think we're gonna be hearing that line right after the draft when someone asks, Jerry, do you, is this what all in looks like? <laughs> yeah, of course this is all in. And 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 then it will inevitably become a discussion of, well, we did all these things and we've won twelve games the last three seasons. I mean, how much more do you need to do? How about a and playoff we got game? our coach back and, and all this? And and you're exactly right. Like, I mean, Cowboys fans are sick and tired of hearing from it. I like the way RJ put it, though. There's very few things in the world that could unite the Internet. But the Internet was united and was united with other members of Jerry's family and business saying, yeah, this is not going to be all in. Like, don't expect the moon here, even though Jerry's kind of saying that to you. So it, it's a it's a sexy headline. I think it'll be a whole lot of nothing. I I just don't see it. I mean, look, I hope making it better. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. And I think in today's NFL, if if you got to get better faster, and you need to get it done now, the only way to do it is through free agency or trade. Yep, it's not through the draft anymore. Now you can build a franchise through the draft. Don't get me wrong; that can happen. Right, and, but if and you need it to happen to without drafting well, if you, yes, you still have so. to draft well. But if if you want to get it done now, there's two avenues: trade, free agency. That's that's how it's done now. And we might be looking elsewhere in the league at a perfect example of that, because well, was it two years ago? Um, Everyone was like, man, the Rams are all in. Look at the studs they're building, but this can't last forever. You know, they're, they're going to be tanking really soon. And they won the Super Bowl, and then they didn't have a very good season, and then they didn't start well this season, but they got back to the playoffs. So jury's still out because they gave up a bunch of draft capital, and we'll see here in the, the shorter-term future the next season or two. But they got right back into the playoffs two years later. So... That proves to me that there is an avenue where you can do this, 
where you can spend the money, you can live on the edge, you can give up some capital to get some some veteran guys who want to win now and still su- sustain it. And that's, I think, what the Cowboys have to be looking at. Because the Rams were a good team. They just needed some other pieces to lift it over the top. And they got some big ones, obviously, with mm-hmm. uh, you know Odell Beckham and, and some of these other guys that, that really lifted them over the top. But um, there there is a model there that we are looking at in the NFL right now that I think the Cowboys would be wise to follow, even if it doesn't work out in the long term. It did get the Rams to a Super Bowl. Absolutely did. All right, coming up next, we'll talk a little baseball. Does a restaurant have anything to do with an MLB's team being good or having good crowns? That's next on the Press Box. This is ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN, Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. King of the road. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. A UBO Business Services Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave it his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. JMO coming up next, live from Orlando, followed by the Matt Mosley Show with Matt Mosley. I know that surprises you, but... But he is... Featured in the Matt Mosley show. <laughs> You'll hear him. You'll hear Matt Mosley on the Matt Mosley show. How about that. Must be a special day. What a Must concept. be a real wacky Wednesday if you're going to hear that. <laughs> you found something very interesting about Major League Baseball. And it's very important to me. Okay. Lord, okay. Growing up, public school kid, this, this was like a second home to me. Not only the ballpark. But of course, yes, I'm talking about Chili's. <laughs> and so the most important list is all 30 MLB stadiums ranked, but ranked in terms of their distance to a Chili's. Really? Yes. If you're living in Cleveland, baby, you're living in paradise. I've always said that. There's nowhere I'd rather be than Cleveland because Progressive Field is just one mile away from the nearest Chili's. All right. Not bad. I'm just going to go through some of the notable ones. Here. Okay. Number four, at 1.6 miles from a Chili's, number one in the standings, Globe Life Field, Texas Rangers, a mile and a half. Yes. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty close. That's pretty good. By the way, I know I've we- I've been to some... that one before. It's 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 real close. Is it a good Chili's? Yes. I think the only bad one- Um. <laughs> also in the top 10, Number seven, Minute Maid Park in Houston. Really? Okay. 2.9, less than three miles away. All right. Uh, my ballpark growing up, Fenway, almost eight miles away from a Chili's. Really? Which, that's a long way to go in the city. Well, I, I like I, that. Yeah, I haven't been there, so I don't know how spread out that area is. So. Oh, it's tight. It's okay. Condensed. So it's not, it's not spread out then. Yeah, so it takes a while to get eight miles. It does. Okay. Uh, Wrigley Field, one that people love, 8.2 miles away. And here's where it gets interesting, starting to get towards the bottom of the list. Dodger Stadium, 13 miles away at 26th on the list. Okay, wow. so, so 28th is Yankee Stadium. Talk about densely populated. Mm-hmm. That's 14 miles away. Really? So it's not big in the Bronx, I guess. So that's 28th. 29th, mm-hmm. north of the border, Rogers Center. The last one was 14 miles away. Rogers Center in Toronto is 85 miles 85. away from a Chili's. I don't think you're going to have a pregame there. Whew. You might need the passport to go to Chili's. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> 85 miles. And then this is where we get totally, I mean, this is this is just crazy. Mm-hmm. You'll remember during Stephanie's sports talk, I think it was last week, I talked about my love for the Pacific Northwest. Right. I want to be there, and I've never been, but it just feels like a place I need to be. I'm rethinking that. Because at 30th place, you've guessed it, T-Mobile Park in Seattle. The next closest was 85 miles away in Rogers Center. T-Mobile Park is 
279 miles from a Chili's. So I would venture to say there's not a Chili's in Washington. I guess. Should that, I mean, should that be allowed? Should MLB allow them to have a franchise that far away from a Chili's? I don't think so. It seems abhorrent to me. <laughs> all, but, all but two teams are within 15 miles of a Chili's. And then it's 85 and 279. 279. That, that, sh- that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be possible. Yeah, that's, that's a long way. That's something we always do, high school football broadcasts for road games. Always find the nearest Chili's. Stephenville, we were there on a Thursday night. We had to rush in there. They were open for like 10 minutes. See, and, and, and I, I, you guys should be taken out back for going to Chili's in Stephenville, yes, America. Yes, baby. Yes. You, you to be missed, fair, can I, can I? No, you missed, okay, the, you missed the boat. You should have went to Jake and Dorothy's. That's what we heard, yeah. Jake and Dorothy's and ordered the chicken fried steak, and you would be a fan to this day. I was Best chicken fried steak in the state, for sure. Maybe, maybe in the United States. The problem was, Ward, we were there on a Thursday night. The game got out at like 10. They're open until midnight. Oh, well, then that's not a good excuse, I guess. No. No. <laughs> we did hear about that. You must have told Drake, because I remember hearing that. I told him, like, you have to go to Jake and Dorothy's, uh, and he came back and told me, yeah, we went to Chili's. I, I wanted to I wanted to <laughs> slap him in the back of the head. I'm going to pin that one on him entirely. I love a good chicken fried steak. I, it's something I had never heard of until I moved down here. Right. But I do love it, man. It's kind of the opposite of the gym. You know how everyone says no matter how badly you don't want to go to the gym, you feel better afterwards? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how badly I want a chicken fried steak. And it's not a regret thing, but I don't feel good afterwards. After eating a chicken fry? I feel full, but I then feel fat. I don't regret it, though, because I love it. They're, they're pretty good, right? And uh, sneaky, sneaky, easily reheatable, too. You know, yeah. I mean, you put it in the oven, don't do the microwave, but like sneaky, pretty good on the second eat. Jake right. and Dorothy's next time I'm in Stephenville. We may just have to make a road a trip lot. because I'm telling you, it's worth the drive down there just to eat lunch. You could do that. You, me, Aaron, Joe Gillespie. Yeah. Do we our show from there. Head down there. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad deal. We might not. Oh, this, this is the problem, though. We might not have a local team that plays out there this year now because of the realignment. And we're going to find out a lot about that tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, how, ex- wake up for how that. excited are you about the realignment coming up? I, I am personally excited because I have that China Spring tie, and I think it's going to be a super local district, which I'm excited about. And I've kind of been on pins and needles for this Midway thing. Mm-hmm. I got to see how that shakes out. Obviously, I know you got to know how Temple shakes out. Uh, But... I think Midway, more than maybe any other team, definitely more than any other team that we cover, is like walking on the coals right now. I think so, too. It, it can, I think it can go either way. I mean, even if they go south, it's not like, hey, they're, they're going to run this thing. But if they go north, that is a death wish. Well, and it's all... It's all it's, the, the other thing is, I, I don't know that they can or cannot be competitive in that district. It's going to be very, very tough. But the other thing is, just the travel alone is brutal. And not only on Friday night for football. Take that out of the equation. Put in 
the freshmen in the JV mm-hmm. that have to travel in the middle of the week. Now flip the script and go basketball Tuesday and Fridays. Yep. Both boys and girls. Softball, baseball. Baseball series, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a a hard thing on a district to have to travel like that. Yeah. And it really is. This is and I don't think that that's fair. And and it's one of the the downsides of the super syntax out here is it's just weirdly placed and there's not all these giant schools like you have in the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. I saw it a lot in West Texas. That was an extreme example. But like around here, you would just think that there wouldn't be that much that much travel. But with the inequity of school sizes and the lack of true 5A, 6A schools here in Waco and, and Temple, it, it becomes that way. Colleen's close enough to Austin. They, they're starting to... Well, they're separate, but you know what I mean? They're starting to have that own region to themselves, and obviously the Metroplex is the Metroplex, and then there's us down here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll have that for you tomorrow morning right here, and Greg Tepper will join us, and we'll unpack the realignment of 2024 for the UIL. We'll have all that for you coming up right here on the Press Box tomorrow, and uh, should be a whole lot of fun. By the way, before we get out of here, the only Chili's in Washington is in Spokane, Washington. Oh, only one Chili's that's probably in the it. entire state. That's way out there. Why? Spo- I mean, Spokane looks like a cool little town, but what are they doing? What has Seattle done to them? I don't know. Coming up next, J-Mo. He'll get you ready for Baylor basketball tonight as they are in Orlando. Maybe he'll. Maybe he's live from the uh, castle at Walt Disney World. Maybe he'll have Mickey Possibly. on today. That'd be good. Followed by the Matt Mosley Show with Matt Mosley right here. On ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas.